Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. programs and we're back for another episode of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond and how was your weekend it was busy but but good uh you know this, this is actually the second of our uh, our podcasting double header yeah. today uh we did our commentary track this morning with wally uh so if you're a patron you uh, currently have access to that, mm-hmm. but um, no, it it was busy but good. We had the the screening for the feature on Saturday, along with six other uh, shorts that we showcased, and uh, the turnout was great. We had, I think, between sixty five and seventy people show bad. up, and wow. and forty seven were were paid attendance. So, not uh, not too bad. Awesome, but. All in all, it went really well. Um, movies were great. Uh, got to socialize with some people, meet new people, get reacquainted with you know some of the local filmmakers I haven't seen in a while. And then yesterday, I did absolutely nothing, which was oh. great. <laughs> oh, uh, that in, ch- in the chat room just says, finally beat Castlevania today. Dracula was his white elephant. Uh, congratulations, nice. man. Yeah, congrats, sir. Dude, That's awesome. I, I know how tough that fight is because I did a, a Castlevania speedrun competition a few years ago, and I can beat Dracula, but I didn't finish uh, in the time allotted for the speedrun competition. I, I only got as far as Dracula. That's a you have to have a lot of patience with that fight, just the way it is. So th- I, that's commendable. That's very commendable. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, this weekend, how's your, how's your how's your birthday? It was good. Uh, I got a copy of Br- a Breath of the Wild from a uh, anonymous donor. <laughs> uh, a uh, a carrier pigeon yeah. just so happened to drop a package off at your uh, 
at your uh, at your doorstep. Uh, thank you, thank you so much for that. Um, I was gonna buy it this weekend, but I had more car trouble on Friday. Had to have my alternator replaced. Well, that was a thousand dollars to slap down on the counter, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna be broke forever. Like, just that that's just my lot in life. I'm just constantly gonna have to slap a thousand dollars every two to three months on my car. And and there's some jackals that work in that business too. So, yep. which I'm sure you you know how that is. But what was funny was I was gonna get you the last Ronin for your birthday, and then oh, yeah. your thing with the car happened, <laughs> and I thought to myself, actually, I know of something better. <laughs> that so, made that so, made my day, man. Thank you so much. No, no, anytime. And plus, I need somebody to talk about the game with. Yeah. <laughs> so. How, about, how are you enjoying it so far? I'm loving it so far. I mean, I'm only about two hours into it at this point. I uh, didn't get really get a chance to play it today, but I'm gonna play it play some tonight after all my podcasts are over with. But uh, I'm at, I'm I'm just now finished up the I just finished up the second um, shrine at the beginning of the game, and uh, that's where I stopped. So just finished that second shrine. Be going for the third one here tonight, and. Uh, I think that's that's the whole first area, right? Yeah, there's um I can't remember if there's four shrines in that area. Thing is, but after well, there's you, after you there's three go ahead. to to get your hand back to power so mm-hmm. you can open up the door to see Zelda or something like that as what the mission is. It doesn't quite go that way. Okay. Well, I, I won't. I won't, that. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't spoil it for you. But what? What do you think of the the beginning? Because it has a very elaborate mm-hmm. intro to it. Yeah, it's um, it's very cinematic. Uh, a lot of lot of story right up front, and uh, I enjoyed it. I you know I I was sucked into it immediately. I dig who the bad guy is this time this time around, and I'm um, really looking forward to diving into this game because i just i love breath of the wild so much that this is just basically picking up right where you left off mm-hmm. yeah i've been loving it so far and i i'm i've only done one dungeon because for the most part i've just been exploring trying to find the shrine so i can build my health back up mm-hmm. before i really go into anything because that that first dungeon i went into was not easy <laughs> and the the boss fight was fun but man, if you don't have a decent amount of hearts, you're not going to last very long. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. So I'll be going for yeah. all the shrines first <laughs> before and, I go into the dungeons. There's some cool story cutscenes that you'll you'll dive into. That uh, it. I want to talk about it so bad, but it's 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 so good. It's you'll just so cool because it. you know Breath of the Wild was the first game I bought when I got the Switch in early 2017. Uh, first game I played, put so many hours into it, and here it is six years later, and it just feels like you ha- you haven't even left. You know, you're just right there mm-hmm. in it again. Yep. But, yeah, uh, and it's uh, I'm curious for you to see the the subtle differences, like once mm-hmm. you get into Hyrule, because a, a lot of the layouts it's very similar to Breath of the Wild, but there are some noticeable differences because of what happens with. You know, the la- some of the land coming up into the sky. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's cool. <laughs> um, but uh, I did do some streaming on Saturday. I did uh, some Ninja Gaiden streaming. Thank you to everybody that came and hang out with me for for the stream. That was a lot of fun. And honestly, my thumb is still sore <laughs> from from playing Ninja <laughs> Gaiden. 
The game is so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I hated that I missed it, but it, it looked like you had a good turnout. You know what's stupid? When I'm not streaming that game, I can play all the way through and beat it without dying on the final boss. The final, well, there's three three final bosses with Jackio. Um, the the I forgot who the first boss is, but he's really easy as long as you have the spin slash. Then you got to fight Jackio. Then you got to fight the demon. And I, when I'm playing by myself, I can get through all three just barely. But I can get through all three. When I'm streaming, I die on every single one. And then you got to go all the way back to 6-1 or 5-1, whatever it is, and go through the whole end again to get back. And I'm just like, yeah, that that in the chat room, those damn shrimp. You could go watch my stream and just see how ridiculous those shrimp are that are shooting out of the, the demon's head. They're just, there's no rhyme or reason to them. They're just everywhere. Maybe it's audience pressure. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's it, it's like I can do this podcast no problem. I can do my show no problem. But when we were doing the Q and A's at the the screening uh, last Saturday, <laughs> I got just completely tongue tied. I'm like, mm -hmm. wait, what did I do? Oh, yeah, this is who I am, and this is what I did. Uh, also, before we go into the news, I, uh, we talked a little bit about it this morning when we were doing our commentary track, uh, or before we recorded. I think I watched Fubar. This weekend, the the new Arnold Schwarzenegger um, the show on Netflix, and I highly recommend it to anybody that likes Arnold and hasn't seen. It. If you like the movie True Lies, just go watch Fubar, and and we talked about it. There is something absolutely special about old Arnold, and I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but there's just I like old Arnold better. And better the more I see him. He's just there's just something about him as an old man. Had he ever starred in a TV show or any type of show before Fubar? Uh, other than The Apprentice, was it The Apprentice that he took over for for a little while? But I don't think he's Maybe. been in a scripted television. Yeah, show. I was about to say it's like a narrative show. I don't. He's just been a movie guy. Yeah, yeah, he's never been in a TV show. But this is it's like an eight hour movie. And the characters are awesome. Tom Arnold shows up at one point as one of the best characters he's ever been. Like, I just want to know more about that guy. And I just hope uh, the way they ended, it ended on a huge cliffhanger. So I'm I'm really hoping that it's successful so we get a second season. And uh, Chuck in the chat room says, uh, it was funny seeing my, my suffering on Saturday trying to get through the end of Ninja Gaiden. Thanks. Thanks for enjoying my suffering. Good or bad, we have to entertain the masses. Uh, and that in the chat room says there was a True Lies SNES game, and I forgot all about that. Let me look this up. There's a True Lies game? And make sure, because if there is, that is going to be my next, uh, that's going to be my next review. Uh, okay. Yeah, there is a True Lies game. Yeah, for the Tyler Game Boy. says he'll go to bat for it all day. Game Boy, Game Gear, Genesis, and Super Nintendo came out in 1995. It's going to be my next review. Well, there we go. Awesome. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Joey says he forgot to send uh, the first segment. Um, yes, absolutely, we can start your segment next week. I, I told you that, you know, you had a lot to do. You just had your surgery. Take your time. It's okay. You can just get it to It'll us. It'll make you get the it anticipation yeah. even greater if we have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, one more week ain't gonna kill everybody. So just no. get, it, get it to me this week, and we'll uh, we'll put it in the next episode. Um, 
But uh, thank you uh, for uh, for doing that, Joey. And uh, like I said, you know, no problem. Uh, thank you guys for watching on Saturday for my my thing. That was fun. And go watch Fubar. It's awesome. But uh, anything else? Yeah, I'm gonna start. We... I'm gonna start it this week. Yes, please, please. Let me know when you do. Yeah, I, at the latest, I'll start it by like Wednesday. All right. Well, let me know when you do because there's some twists and turns along the way that <laughs> I want to know when when you okay. get to them. Um, but yeah, if if you're ready, we can go into the news for this week. Yeah, let's do it. Tonight's stories were submitted to us by I Am The Rampage and Armez Jackson. Actually, I think I took, I think that was Rampage was from the week before. But uh, Armez Jackson sent, me, sent us a couple of news stories. But if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. This first story is from our favorite site, nintendolife.com. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 announced for the latest platforms. During uh, PlayStation's digital showcase, Konami announced the return of the Metal Gear Solid series. After ongoing rumors, the Japanese company confirmed the remake of the third game. While the platforms for this title have already been revealed, it's coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Konami also announced the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection arriving in autumn 2023. It will feature HD remasters of the first, second, and third games, with more games and volumes seemingly on the way. Uh, let's see, as highlighted by, um, Push Square, MGS 2 and 3 are the same PS3 remasters taken from the HD collection released back in 2011, which, that, honestly, that's okay, I mean, if they're already remastered, why remaster them again? Um, and it does not say what the, um... It doesn't say what the price is going to be, but I imagine if this is uh, multiple games, this is probably going to be at least a $70 collection. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I, this is cool. Like, I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game, but I know it has its hardcore fan base. And why not? Mm-hmm. In an age of re-releases and remasters, why not re-release Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. No issue with it at all. And uh, my brother got me a Metal Gear game for the PS2 this past Christmas that I haven't gotten into yet. And I can't remember which one it is. Uh, metal, I think it's just Metal Gear Solid for the PS2. And uh, I've been wanting to get to it. I just I just haven't cranked it up yet. And uh, I'm probably going to do that this summer sometime. Because I've, I've never really played any Metal Gear games other than the Nintendo ones. So it would be really fun to kind of experience these for the first time. I'm assuming this will be out on PS4. I'm assuming, I mean, there aren't enough PS5s out in the world. They're still making stuff for PS4, so why not? Yeah, I I would assume that it is, like, maybe I'll pick it up for that, but if it comes out for the Switch, then I'll be more likely to get it, because that's just what I play more. Yeah. But this is cool, though. Because I was actually thinking, uh, I don't think I'm going to pick up a PS5. I mean, we're already so far into this cycle. I might just wait for the PS6 to come out before I pick one up. Because I'm I'm still I, perfectly happy with my PS4, honestly. I'm still going yeah. back and playing stuff I missed on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Let's see. Our next story comes to us from TheVerge.com. Sony's new Q handheld is official. 8-inch screen and will stream PS5 games. 
and will come later this year to remote play games from your PlayStation 5 over Wi-Fi. Uh, Sony has officially confirmed it's working on a PlayStation handheld to make it easier to play your PS5 games. It was announced during Wednesday's PlayStation Showcase and is called Project Q. We will launch a dedicated device that enables you to stream any game from your PS5 console using remote play over Wi-Fi. Uh, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan said during the PlayStation Showcase, internally known as Project Q, it has an 8-inch HD screen and all of the buttons and features of the DualSense wireless controller. More specifically, it'll have an LCD screen running games at up to 1080p and 60 frames per second over Wi-Fi and will feature both the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback of the DualSense. It basically looks like someone cut a PlayStation <laughs> 5 controller in half uh -huh. and stuck it on either side of a screen. You know, I'll be totally honest. When I saw this the other day, Wally had actually uh, tagged me in this and was like, is Jason going to buy a PS console finally? <laughs> or a big boy console? I'm like... If this was, if this was basically just a PS5 in handheld form, and I had to get stuff, you know, uh, on. Uh, if this was just a handheld PS5 console, I would get it because I like playing handheld. But you know, I, I'm thinking about like, man, if I had to do everything. If you had to download the games to your hard drive, like there would be no room on this thing to do anything. It would have to be completely over Wi-Fi to play stuff. Mm -hmm. But PlayStation doesn't have the the they don't have the infrastructure yet that I trust for that kind of thing. See, it's funny you say that because when I was reading this earlier, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a handheld version of the PS5, and then I read it a little more, and I'm like, oh. Never mind. Yeah, you have to have a <laughs> PS5 in order to use this thing. Yeah. Which is okay. If I already owned a PS5, I would probably jump on this to be able to use it, but I don't want to go get a PS5 and then turn around and have to get this too. I mean, that's like... I think this thing's right, going to be right around 100 bucks. Yeah. I, I still think it's cool. If, you, if I had a PS5, I would definitely get it just because I prefer to play games in handheld. But I don't have a PS5, so not going to be getting it. It is kind of cool, though. But uh, this next story is... Let me pull it up here. We're back to Nintendo life. Uh, there is a rumor that Aubrey Plaza is supposedly top choice for Sonic the Hedgehog 3's villain. Uh, st we're still a little ways away from the December 2024 theatrical release of Sonic the Hedgehog 3. But it looks like the preparations have begun to, to assemble for the film's cast. According to a report by Giant Freaking Robot, Parks and Recreation star Aubrey Plaza is supposedly the filmmaker's top choice to play the third film's villain, replacing Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik after the actor announced his retirement last year. Uh, to be clear, this report comes from Giant Freaking Robot's trusted and proven sources and should by no means be taken as some kind of official confirmation uh, so get those pinches of salt at the ready. Uh, so um, what are you thinking? I know you got some thoughts on this. So uh, first, the Jim Carrey retirement thing. He kind of has, but so he kind of hasn't. He mm -hmm. just said he's not going to be actively looking for roles. That doesn't mean he's going to just quit acting. And I imagine that they'll be able to talk him into coming back for a third movie. Mm -hmm. And honestly... If they got to back up the Brinks truck to do it, I think you got to do it because 
I don't know of any other Sonic villain that can carry a lead villain role like Robotnik, specifically Jim mm-hmm. Carrey's incarnation. He's been arguably the best part of movie one and movie two. Mm-hmm. If they want to cast Aubrey Plaza as Rouge the Bat in a voiceover role, I, I, I actually think she would be a, a pretty good choice for that. I just don't know. I don't know what they can do. Yeah. I have an idea of what they could do, but it wouldn't be having Rouge the Bat or another... I can't think of any other female villains from the Sonic universe. Um, what, I what I think they could do if they don't bring Jim Carrey back, they're obviously bringing Shadow in, so they're going to do that whole storyline. Well, Shadow was created by Robotnik's grandfather 50 years before the events of Sonic the Hedgehog. I would love one. I think they will have Gerald Robotnik in the movie, and I think Christopher Lloyd should play him. <laughs> yeah. If they if they want to have him like somehow still be alive, because in the in the video games he's dead. But if they want to have him still be alive, I think that'd be a great choice. What if Aubrey or Plaza? Just cast him in the- what if what if she voices Shadow? I don't know. <laughs> they would have to. I mean, they could heavily modulate yeah. her voice. Yeah, I I don't know. My my guess is if she's gonna be in the movie, she's gonna voice Rouge. Yeah, because she's a pretty integral part of the the Sonic Adventure Two story, which was also the debut of Shadow. So that's it's probably gonna be a combination of a Sonic Adventure Two adaptation and a Shadow the Hedgehog solo game adaptation honestly i I know how they could get jim carrey back he uh they don't even need to pay him this is how they get him to come back for the movie uh he's been frantically trying to sell his mansion because of all this weird uh zoning stuff that's going on in california i don't know much about it i know just like all these celebrities are like trying frantically to like sell their homes because they won't be able to afford the taxes or something like that just have Sega just go buy his house. Be like, hey, come play Dr. Robotnik one more time. We'll buy your house out from under you. You don't even have to worry about it anymore. We'll just buy the house, and you're done with it. I think that's a fair trade. I mean, why not? I mean, he's, if you can't find a buyer, just have Sega come in and be like, hey, we'll buy it, buy it from you and uh, just come be in the movie. Yeah, I think that's fair. But it's, it's tough to say because... It, it's just a rumor, so it, it's tough to say if this is true or not. Joey says, what if she plays Mrs. Robotnik? <laughs> There's never been a Mrs. Robotnik. <laughs> that would, that'd be interesting. That would be very interesting. Also, I want Keanu Reeves to voice Shadow oh, in the yeah. Sonic movie. I think he would be perfect. Someone actually dubbed uh, dialogue from John Wick that matches some <laughs> stuff that Shadow said in some of the games, and it's perfect. That's cool. I want that to happen. And since I've said it, it probably won't. (laughs) But uh, our last story comes to us from Kotaku.com. Nintendo asks Valve to kick GameCube and Wii emulator off Steam. says it's protecting its creativity and work. You don't say. (laughs) Valve removed the Steam (laughs) listing for for Dolphin. You know what this Uh, reminds me of? It reminded me the other day when, when Nintendo put out that tweet or something like that. It was like... Tag us with, uh, you know, a gamer who loves to to stream Nintendo games. Yeah. And we're like, we see you, Nintendo. We know what you're doing. Like, Why don't you just ask us to throw our friends <laughs> under the bus? 
It ain't happening, mm-hmm. Nintendo. Let's see. Uh, with Valve removed the Steam listing for Dolphin, a popular emulator for the GameCube and Wii after it received a cease and desist from Nintendo, developers behind the project claim. The company behind Mario and Zelda accuses the emulator of illegally circumventing its protections and says it's merely protecting the hard work and creativity of video game engineers and developers. Okay, then put everything out online or on the Switch so we can play it. This makes me so angry. A listing for Dolphin on Valve's digital storefront first appeared back in March. We are pleased to announce our great experiment. Dolphin is coming to Steam, the creators wrote at the time. While the open source project has been available online for years, interest in retro emulators has increased since the release of the Steam Deck, and an official store page would make the tool even easier to access. Protecting the hard work and creativity of video game engineers and developers by what? By not allowing it to be put on anything other than its original hardware so people can actually play it these days easily? What is wrong with you, Nintendo? We've been saying it for years. Just release it to the masses and people will, if you release it, they will buy. I'm literally willing to throw down money for games that I've already paid for, you know, three times over, just so I can have a more convenient way to play them. If you gave me Star Tropics on the Switch, uh, you know, an, uh, a remastered Star, Tropic, Star Tropics and charged me 60 bucks for it, I'd pay for it. Because I'm such a fanboy, but uh, I, let me calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I just this irks me to no end that Nintendo just constantly steps on their own tail all the time. We haven't had a story like this in a few weeks, so I, I'm. They just, I don't want to say I'm happy that this came up because it, it makes for good conversation, but at the same time, it's just incredibly dumb on their part. It's like they just can't seem to get out of their own way. Like, they're, nope. I just... Why? Why are they like this? Like, why is no one at Nintendo of America going to Japan on a daily basis and going, look, guys, there's this thing called the internet, okay? And here's what goes on on the internet, and just explain to them how the world works now and just all right that being said if anyone from nintendo is listening uh, (laughs) i am available if you're interested in making a zelda movie (laughs) yeah i mean they just they literally just made like one of the highest grossing uh, you know animated movies of all time but yet they still just can't figure out the internet or streaming or emulation or any of the things that are trying to keep your legacy alive, uh, especially of all of your old stuff, because you're not doing it. When was the last time we got new games for the Nintendo on the switch? I, I can't remember the last time we got an update for the Swi- the Nintendo the NES uh, Switch Online or the Super Nintendo. When was the last we got, time we got Side Pocket? Yeah, we got, we got side, side Pocket for the Super yeah, Nintendo. We've all been clamoring for Side Pocket for years. <laughs> uh, I remember saying that when that that was released. I'm like, Man, forget Link to the Past, Super Mario World, get out of here. <sighs> side Pocket is where that that's what the masses want. <laughs> so just keep. 
I just, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard not to use profanity, but just keep. Uh, keep I mean, up if that you do, mentality, it's Nintendo. okay. I'll just, I'll just slap the the explicit tag <sighs> on it. Uh, it's, no, it's just, it's all good. I mean, it makes my head hurt. Nintendo makes my head hurt. Like, how are they so good at making such good product? But yet, when it comes to just common sense bullshit, they're just, <laughs> they say, like, they're just. St- like oh it's like they just cut off their own face all the time like they just they don't have a nose because they keep cutting it off to spite their face all the time and i just don't get it i just don't they've get cut it they've off their nose both ears nine <laughs> fingers and seven toes i mean just that one line that you read right there that says protecting the hard work and creativity of video game engineers and developers. How are you doing that, Nintendo? You can't go out and buy these games now. I mean, you can, but they're in the used market. You're not giving them to us. You're not emulating them for us. The only way we can do this is to go out and buy a, you know, a freaking GameCube or a Wii that probably doesn't work anymore because you're getting it from a, a, a pawn shop or a thrift store, and then we got to go look down, look, look up, look for these games, or buy them on eBay. And they're 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 not getting the money for that. The, the engineers and the programmers they're not making money off of stuff that's being sold on eBay. It's not like I can go into GameStop and buy a brand new copy of Pikmin. You know, like <laughs> can you? No. So what are you protecting? Go eat a turd, Nintendo. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I should have made popcorn. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Everybody <laughs> no, I don't disagree room. with anything that you're saying. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're right. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just it. <laughs> the, the, the chat's loving this, by the way. I mean, I really thought that I was going to make it through this article without yelling, but I, apparently, I can't. That's no, okay. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's because I love Nintendo so much. I love their entire legacy, but they shit on their legacy all the time, and it drives me nuts. I just hate it. I, I think the the biggest thing is that, that there's just such a simple solution. Yeah. But but they don't do it is the thing. Uh, just like that. all you have to do is just put out most of your content. If you want to stagger some of it, that's fine. But be consistent about it. Don't put out side pocket for the Super <laughs> Nintendo, and that's the only thing we get for three years. Yeah, 
if you want to stop thing with NES, any of it. If you want to stop emulation, Nintendo, give us what we want. Have a team of you know ten people or fifteen people programmers. You got the money for it, and just have them all day long just uh, making these old games uh, ready for to be emul- emulated. Excuse me, I'm burping now because I'm <laughs> so mad. To ready to be emulated on the Switch or whatever consoles coming up next. Just it, it would. T- how many people would it take? How many? How big of a team would it need to be to get these games ready to where you could give us, you know, five games a month? You know, a Nintendo game, a Super Super Nintendo game. You know, Game Boy Advance on these things you already given us. Just give it to us, please. No, I'm not you- AVGN. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to comment on that. Uh, uh, well, that's my rant I, for the night. I I think we should move on to our next topic. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's that's going to do it for the news tonight. Uh, no video game history uh, on this. Yeah, on, May, May's a terrible month for game yeah, history. Yeah, it's dry in May. There's not much yeah. comes out. It's beginning of summer, uh, so there's not much news uh, video game history out there. But before we do that, Derek, would you like to do our Patreon shout-outs? Absolutely. We want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out our newest patron, Mr. Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B-Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, who actually came out to the the film screening this past Saturday. So it's cool to, yeah, he actually won our VIP uh, ticket sweepstakes winner. Awesome. Congratulations. uh, Yeah. He got uh, he got a free poster and a front row seat. Sweet. Uh, Tyler Watson, Axeblade 07, Armes Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage. Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, <laughs> Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Thank Diamond. you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the show for as little as a dollar a month. That's less than a cup of gas station coffee. Mm -hmm. Normally I'd say Starbucks, but these days it's gas station coffee (laughs) too. You get early access to our fun commentary tracks. Like after months of talking about it, we finally recorded the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series track earlier today. So when you download it, like you'll see some steam coming off your phone or your computer. That's how hot <laughs> off the presses this commentary track mm-hmm. is. And for June, I believe we're going to be doing Batman 89. Yes, that one's going to be Which fun. I, I can't wait for that. I, I know. I've, I've been wanting to watch that movie again for a while. And plus with Michael Keaton coming back as Batman in the Flash movie, I think it's good timing. So we'll be doing that uh, here in a few weeks. But if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, excuse me, send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. 
They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. And tonight, I'm going to be talking about... X-Men Mutant Apocalypse is an action game developed and published by Capcom for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in 1994. It is based on the X-Men comic book franchise from Marvel Comics, uh, and it was the second game Capcom released based on the franchise, the other being a fighting game called X-Men Children of the Atom, also released in 1994. Did you ever play that one, The Children of the Atom? I did not. Uh, Much like Mutant Apocalypse, I remember it, but I never played it. Yeah, I don't think I ever played it either. Um, I might have to do that soon. I don't know if I'll be able to review it because it's just a straight-up fighting game, but uh, it sounds pretty interesting to uh, to do it. And Capcom always you know, brings the heat with the good games. Um, this mm-hmm. uh, game, you take control of five X-Men who each have their own objectives and different moves and capabilities activated by certain control combinations. The player has a limited number of lives that count for all five X-Men, and not one individually. You get to play as uh, you get to play as Beast, Cyclops, Gambit, Psylocke, and Wolverine. And they each have their own special stages that they go through. Um, and some of my notes here: uh, the graphics on this game are absolutely top notch. I mean, it's a Capcom game. You're not going to get any better uh, graphically than a Capcom game. The characters look great. The you know their animations are are great. Um, but <laughs> Psylocke. She looks a bit misproportioned. <laughs> it's almost hilarious. Like her body is so huge and her head is so tiny. Like I, I'm, I just like, why does she look so strange? Like why did they? Because when she's on screen with the other characters, like you're fighting, uh, just the randos that you're fighting, she's like easily a foot taller than all. Like she's bigger than every character on the screen. Like why? Why was she made to be so huge like that? I noticed that when I was watching some gameplay of it earlier. I'm like, what What did they do? What did they do to her? <laughs> I mean, honestly, she was probably my favorite character to play because she was just straight up like uh, some of the best movesets and easiest to to use because the way the controls are in this game, I don't understand why they did the controls the way they did. They treated the controller as if it was just a straight up NES controller. Because you only get to use two buttons, A and B. Uh, and there's a few more on the Super yeah, Nintendo controller. Well, you, you've got six buttons on the Super Nintendo. Why did you abandon four other buttons when you have all this, you know, you have, I mean, you've got all these mutants with all their great, you know, mutant abilities, and I have to do button combinations to do the abilities? Like, what, why is this being treated like, you know, uh, like a, a street fighter or something like, why can't I just, you know, if I'm playing, you know, if, if, if I'm playing Cyclops, why can't I just like hit the X button or Y button to like use his eye blast? Like, why do I have to do like 80 different button combinations to do, do his mutant ability? Like, that's just weird to me. 
this would have been clever had they used the X button for like your most powerful attack for the X-Men. For real. I mean, it's right there at the very top, the X button. Thank you. I didn't even think about that, Derek. You're a genius. The X button. The X button is your X ability. Why why was it It would have been so easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's right there in front of you guys. Come on. So you came up with a great idea and I ain't even played this game. <laughs> And I uh, put on here that the music is decent. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's good. It's not terrible by any means, but it, it's kind of forgettable. Like, there's no kind of main theme that gets stuck in your head, you know? Yeah, that that's kind of what I gather, too. Like, I didn't dislike the music. I didn't either. But but there there aren't any tracks that, like, most video games have at least a music track that's going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. This does not. Yeah, it's just sort of... It's, it's there. Yeah, it's just there. It's serviceable. It's not terrible by any means, but it's not memorable at all. Um, and the gameplay is kind of slow. The game is not fast-paced uh, at all. <laughs> and the controls, like I already talked about the controls, how they're kind of minimal, uh, relegated to two buttons. And it feels a little clunky, especially you know when you're playing like uh, Gambit and... Uh, it's just, why does ever each character... Like, I can understand if you're playing Beast because he's huge. You know, he should yeah. be kind of slow. And, you know, like like you're playing a bear, like, you know, or a gorilla. Like, that's it should feel kind of slow and heavy. Like, he should feel like he weighs, you know, 500 pounds. Not Psylocke. Why is she a huge beast and feels like you're you're playing a tank when you're fighting with her? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, Capcom, like, you, you think of great games when you think of Capcom, but, I mean, they're they're not perfect. Yeah. Like, there there are little flaws in their games, and this, I mean, this is one of them. Yeah, it just felt so slow, and, um, like, you're, like, you're playing through molasses. Like, the game is on molasses setting. You know, it's not fast-paced by any stretch of the imagination. Like, this is not, <clears throat> you know, this is not Mega Man- or, you know, Ninja Gaiden speed. This is like slow plotting, you know, side scroller, uh, platformer, but there it's so each character feels like they weigh like five hundred pounds. Like it's the the physics of the game are just not I guess each character should have felt different in my book. Like Gambit yeah. Gambit should have felt light and, you know, a- acrobatic. And, you know, Beast should have felt like just a big brawler. And, you know, Psylocke should have been, you know, like a, like a ninja just flying around all over the place, grabbing on the things. But they all just felt so slow and plodding. And it was just kind of disappointing because I, there's nothing wrong with the game, honestly. I mean, it's absolutely 100% playable, but it's just not what you want from it. And you bring up a good point, too, because you know, this game came out in 94, mm-hmm. a, a game that's it's a different type of game, but I, I think it's a good analogy. Super Mario Kart came out in 92. All the characters feel different. Like when you're playing as Bowser, you feel like he's barely moving because of how heavy yes. he is. Whereas if you're playing as Toad, mm-hmm. you feel really light. And that so we were at the point that every character should feel different based on like their physical build. Well, I mean, and in this case, their mutant abilities, you know, they did it back in super Mario brothers two on the NES. Mm-hmm. I mean, each character had their, 
each unique ability and they each character felt completely different to play you know mario mm-hmm. was your all around you know like kind of a jack of all trades luigi could do these huge super jumps um the princess could float and uh toad was like you know he was like a little little freaking racer around everywhere he's so fast so each character kind of felt different and made playing the game different and that that's what i wanted from this like i wanted each character to kind of feel like their character like you know i wanted cyclops to be able i wanted to be able to go into the 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 stage and be able to blow stuff up with the, you know with his, with his heat vision or his laser blast or whatever and like it's not that way at all it's like they all it's it's like a brawler and the the mutant abilities are like like a second thought like they weren't really factored into the the gameplay at, at all which is strange because like that's what the X-Men are known for. Yeah, because you play the X-Men unique Ar- abilities. You play the X-Men arcade game, you know, the one with the, you could play up to what, like eight players at once. Like each character just felt like that character. And that's what I expected from this. But this just did not, it felt like I was playing RoboCop again. <laughs> you know, like it's a great game, but it's not fast paced or, you know, like he's RoboCop. He's like, he's like a, you know, a, a one ton piece of machinery and that's what these characters felt like too. They felt like a a one ton piece of machinery moving through the game. Yeah, which is a shame because like this when I found out you were going to be reviewing this, you know, this was one where I'm like, okay, maybe I'll I'll check it out at some point, but I don't know, it doesn't sound like a bad game and from what I watched of it, it doesn't seem like a bad game, but it seems like it could be so much better. Yeah, it just it felt like uh... What was I? Oh, remember when I was talking about uh, the Avengers a couple of weeks ago for the for the Nintendo? Even though that's a really hard game, it still felt like the people that made the game really loved the source material, and they wanted to make the best game they could possibly make with those characters. and And you felt that in the in the game, even though the game is ridiculously hard. Um, but when it came to this game, it felt like it, it was almost like they were they thought they were making a different game than what they were making you know it just felt like they were making another robocop game or another you know slow side scroller instead of like maybe a fast paced game with you know mutants and mutant powers like it just felt like the mutant powers were like they were added in as an afterthought it's why it's always better to to have developers that have a passion for the source material mm-hmm. because they're going to think, okay, this is the kind of game that I would want to play. Whereas this sounds like it was just somebody was like, oh, we're cool. We're going to make an X-Men game. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, we got what a couple months to make it. Let's, you know, let's make it look pretty and we'll sell a bunch of copies. And they didn't really care too much about, you know, how the game played or anything, but that's the thing. Like, it's a Capcom game, so it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the game. If I would have played this back then, I probably would have liked it a lot more than I do now because I'm expecting, you know, a fast-paced side-scroller, uh, you know, platforming game, and it's it, it is that. But man, it's just so. It's like playing molasses. Like I said, it's just so slow. And I just wish it, that it was more 
exciting. Like that's the, that's the thing. It's not exciting, but it's serviceable and it's not a bad game. It's just kind of middle of the road. Yeah, which is not bad, but it's still also kind of disappointing because you think of a game with, <clears throat> excuse me, with the X-Men title attached to it, mm-hmm. you think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. Has there been like a really definitive X-Men game that's huh. been made? Um, well, I know that there was a really good Wolverine game made a couple of years ago that was yeah. off of the Wolverine movie. Um, what was it Wolverine three or what movie was it that it was a game tie in that the game was re- way better than the movie. Um, it might've been X-Men origins. I think that was it. It was for the 360. whatever the Wolverine game was for the 360. Um, let's, let's see. see in any X-Men game. I don't remember playing any X-Men games within the last 20 years or so. I wish there would be a definitive X-Men game because you think like with Spider-Man, you think of the the PS4, you know, game that came out a few years ago that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um even the the movie adaptations from the early 2000s I enjoyed. But I can't think of like a a must-play X-Men game. Yeah, and that that's the thing is there's so many X-Men to choose from. Like how would you make a game like that these days that would utilize every, at least all the main X-Men, you know, in some sort of way uh, that would make use of all of them. Yeah, it was X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. That uh, came out for the, the 360. And like it, it didn't have to try hard to be yeah. better than the movie. I mean, I would love to have like a Spider-Man type of game with the X-Men where you could pick oh, absolutely. which X-Men you would want to play. Uh, and you wouldn't even have to play through the whole game with a single X-Man. You could do different missions, you know, like around the world with different X-Men and stuff like that. Like, that would be awesome. But I, there, oh, I don't absolutely. think there's anything like that these days. I don't even remember the last X-Men, X-Men video game came out. I, I want to say there was one where Apocalypse was the main villain, and it may have come out in the 2000s. Probably. But don't don't quote me on that. But uh, overall, like, what what would you give this game as far as a number score? I mean, it's I I don't want to give it too low of a score because it's not a bad game. But I'll just give it like a six. Uh, you know, no, yeah, I'll give it a six. It's like right around a six or seven. Um, it, it's just very average, and I I I wouldn't say that it don't play it. I say I say do play it. It's a it's a good game to go back and play. And I would not have been uh, disappointed with this game back then. Like, if I would gotten this as a Christmas present or, you know, bought it, I, I wouldn't have been disappointed in it at all. But just going back after having played so many games over the last 30, you know, 40 years that I've been playing video games, it's like this was kind of a step backwards from where I wanted it to be. Like, I, I wanted more of a, a, a just a, just a faster experience like more mutant powers like i wanted to feel like i was playing mutants and i just didn't it it just felt more like a final fight game or something you know like that's what it felt like it was just like it was a a reskinned final fight almost yeah that's 
I keep going back to disappointment. Like, I know you're saying the game is not bad, but I just keep thinking of what it could have been. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Thad wrote, uh, in the, he said, check out X-Men for the genius. <laughs> he meant Genesis. Uh, but um, I might do, I've actually played that X-Men game, and uh, I liked it, but I didn't get very far in it. I actually had it for a Genesis I had a few years ago, but then I turned around and sold the Genesis uh, with that game. So I'll go back and play that again. I do remember liking that version of the game. Have to remember that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's gonna. I think I think that's all I got to say about X Men Apocalypse. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just sort of average. And and, and those we come across those games every now and then. Like yeah. not every game's gonna be you know a a ten out of ten or a nine out of ten. Yeah. So what's your next uh, what next review gonna be? So I'm going to be reviewing Ristar for the Genesis. It was the mm. third game of the three-way tie that the the patrons voted for. So awesome! I'll be doing that, and then uh, who knows what I'll be reviewing after that. Uh, after that, I will be reviewing True Lies because that just sounds awesome, and I want to play that. I'm going to have to watch the movie uh, the night before you do the review. I know. I want to go back and watch that movie again, too. I, I haven't watched it in a long time. I hear that movie referenced all the time, and I'm like, I need to go back and rewatch that. So I'm going to do yeah. that within the next two weeks. I'm going to rewatch True Lies, and I'm going to play that game. We should live tweet it. Ah, yeah, we should. <laughs> Maybe we could do like a Discord thing where like we all watch it at the same time. and, and That'd be like, cool. Like a Discord watch-along. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. But uh, that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. It was a fun episode tonight. I haven't had yeah, a good rant was. in a while. <laughs> I know. It's been... When was your last rant? Um, well, I mean, Fester's Quest, that was like early in the show's run. I was just about to say, I hope I'm not coming down with the flu. <laughs> that was the la that last rant. Uh, if if I get a text from you either tonight or tomorrow and you say you've got the flu, I'll be like, what What did uh, we learn? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I, I doubt that'll happen. Yeah. But uh, what's going on? Uh, just did your last uh, season uh, finale of the Derek yep. Diamond experience. Yep. Uh, did that last night on YouTube. So the video, both the audio and video versions are out now. Um, I talk about the Gulf Coast Film Fest and Social from this past weekend. I give my thoughts on the live-action Little Mermaid and answer a few questions that people sent in. But I, I did announce this on the uh, on the live feed, but I'll announce it here. So during the summer, I'm going to be, every Monday, I'm going to be re-releasing a feature presentation episode as a way, because like the audio versions aren't available anywhere. And I'm going to kick it off with the Smallville roundtable that me, you, and Mike Evelyn did. Awesome. For next Monday. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah. So you'll you'll still get uh, some content out throughout the throughout the summer, but new episodes probably won't start back until the end of August. Awesome. But uh, for the Open Micers podcast, uh, last week go uh, go check us out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. Last week we talked with uh, the the WFU podcast with mark and simon and that was uh it was chaos so be prepared <laughs> it was an experience and uh tonight for this week we're going to be talking with comedian abby washuta who is a uh a, a new york comic who is a regular at gotham comedy club in the stand so we're going to talk to her 
tonight about being a New York comedian. So that's going to be a fun, fun name to say. Yeah. Washuta. 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 Yes. <laughs> oh, but, I, I did forget uh, linktree.com slash Podcast yeah, to find same, all the Derek Diamond Experience content. Same with Open Micers Podcast. It's linktree.com slash Open Micers Podcast. That'll take you everywhere you need to go. And uh, so, Derek, is that everything? Is that all we got for this week? I think so. I think we're good. Let's walk out the door. If you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. That is our link tree. That takes you to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and our merch shop. In our merch shop, you can get there to by going to ncrmerch.com. And I just dropped a new t-shirt design on there last week, Darth Gump. And you're going to have to go there and see what the design is. And you're going to want a t-shirt immediately when you see it. Uh, you can get t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy heart little heart desires follow us on social media at nerd cave retro at jake Funktastic, and at Derek underscore diamond and of course leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms Derek, please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the triforce yes. Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.